Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. This is Brian here with Kyle, Luke, and Kathleen. We are back with our coverage of The 100. Today, we'll be covering episode 12 entitled The Stranger. And first things first, it's good to be back on the pod talking The 100. Woo! It's been a hiatus for me personally. It's been about a month now for me. We Not missed anymore, you, Tags. Probably because I don't know like, what to do without you. Yeah, no, we, we did miss your hosting voice. We need We're that energy, baby. Dare I say I am the shepherd of this podcast? <laughs> Would that even be a compliment? Please that call him Bill. Taken, baby. Yeah, call me Bill. That role's already taken. <laughs> so, are we ready to get into it? Do we have some initial oh, thoughts? Oh, yeah. I mean, initial or? thoughts. Uh, Fuck Bellamy. Bellamy's back. Fuck him. Love his freckles, though. Murphy's hot. More shirtless Murphy that's in his contract, I believe, for season seven. Oh, and he must be sh- no, But, I mean, he's literally shirtless in every episode. Him and Amori are everything to me. The and those are my dad. initial thoughts. Love it. <laughs> Kyle, you got the uh, you got the Twitter poll up yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, shout out to uh, social media manager Jimmy. Uh, I'll be handling the Twitter poll today. So as always, on our at Benchtown TV Twitter account, uh, we ask you guys after the episode to kind of vote. Give you three options. So this week uh, we had awesome, which was twenty five percent of you guys. It was good, not great, was sixty one percent. And lastly, didn't care for it was fourteen percent. So everyone, well, the majority of people rather are in the middle with it. Uh, that's exactly where I sit that's what i voted for i also voted for that it just like th- there wasn't anything that that this episode that made me go like uh and you know they cleaned up a couple of plot holes we've been talking about season yeah. long which i'm going to point out as yeah. always i love that stuff yeah and it fixed their mistakes they really gave a lot of information yes absolutely. there was some great lines and they kind of cleaned up things like you're saying but i don't feel like nothing like for us to really dive super deep into I mean, and also it wasn't like to that point, like as as little wrong they did, it wasn't like a favorite. No one's going to say this was their favorite episode. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's been so many strong episodes, but you can't. I, I don't mind a kind of bridge episode to get Clark and company back to Sanctum. I'm fucking in. A yeah. lit last time. Speaking of, of that, that's good. that'll be a. I'll address that a little later. That's the, the slice of humble pie that I've made, baked, and now eat <laughs> myself. So, yeah, personally, I liked how we had. A chance to see one-on-one character interactions. I'm thinking specifically of the Jordan and Hope conversation. We got a little bit of Clark one-on-one with Octavia, which hasn't happened for a while. They had a little moment to vent. And I really appreciated that. So if this is a bridge episode, then it was a pretty good one for me. But I agree. I voted for the kind of middle vote on the Twitter poll. And Murphy MVP, obviously. Always. Always. Has been since day one. Number one with a bullet. Daddy. Um, We ready to go? Daddy Murphy. sir. We are going to take a giant bite out of this episode. We're starting in Bardo. uh, And we start out hot with Bill and Gabriel in the stone room. And they're having a little conversation wherein Bill kind of puts him on blast for a little bit. Says, you told me Clark had the key. Gabriel chirps back with, well, actually, MCAP told me that. And Bill is just like, well, you didn't tell me it wasn't true. Mm -hmm. He was like, shit. No, that was was good. This was Bill's. Honestly, I think on screen the first time where in front of the enemies he's been worried and lacked lacked a little like full confidence in his plan. So it was good to see, you know, like he's worried the flame's gone. There's no chance of that anymore. Um, and you never see Bill like that. He's always cocky in front of in, or cocky, calm, whatever, socially manipulative in front of the enemy. And he just wasn't like that in the scene. Yeah, definitely. So next Bellamy walks in and he starts off firing with the yes my shepherds no my shepherd i wrote all caps ew i guess one thing i just want to write or say rather what 
Gabriel walks past him and is like, you look good in white and has like a little look. I, what the fuck I think it's that? shade. I think he's throwing shade being like, you look good. You fucking traitor. Even though uh, okay. Gabe himself is in fucking. <laughs> I, I can definitely get behind that. Yeah. I didn't take it like that at first, yeah. but I think that makes more sense. Oh, I t- took it as shade immediately. And then Clark obviously outwardly shades him later. It's like, that's as stupid as your outfit. <laughs> Whatever yeah, yeah, she yeah. says. But uh, yeah, total shade. Gabe and the boys walk out. It's just Bellamy and Bill. Bill, they sit down for some soup. The show's fucking sponsored by soup this season. Apparently, broth, all actually. They eat. Broth and soup. Yeah, I broth mean. and soup. I wonder if Raven made that broth. <laughs> <laughs> Indra, maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure. So... Uh, I actually kind of like the uh, Bellamy and Bill conversation because Bellamy is trying to catch Bill slipping. He says, hey, I heard about Anders. Who Did we know he was known as the first disciple? Yeah, or yeah we get that. Anders okay. says Anders it, death I think, in the, yeah, exactly. When they're talking about, they introduce him as that on stage in front of Hope, Gabriel, and Echo, the f- he obviously, yes. yeah, the he obviously was an important disciple. I just didn't know they called that. So he brought that up disciple. for sure. So- okay. From context clues, and especially this conversation, Bill says, I get woken up every 20 years by the first disciple. So it's been a thousand years. So every 20 years, he gets woken up by either the same first disciple or a different first. I guess, no, a different first disciple he every says, time. Every first disciple has woken me up once. Yeah. Anders woke me up twice. So, so he's comparatively, the we were pretty close. But then he's just like, that's not what you're asking. You're trying to figure out if I follow what I preach. Yes. And I, I do. I yeah. wasn't close to this guy. He woke me up twice, which is one more than most first disciples. I absolutely yes. love that because yeah. I felt that that was something that needed to be explicitly said. Yep. Like how many times Bill's been waking up? Because also you got to assume one of those times he was woken up is when he did the Etheria trip like you know like the, it, it, it leaves the door open for him to have grown through the centuries and actually learned stuff instead of just being in cryo for a thousand years until this moment so that that was good for me i still would like to know how long he's awake per- i mean i'm asking a lot but i want to know i mean he hasn't aged that much so not gonna touch he's that. only been say he's been a, alive for 10 full years added together since Callie and Reese since he left Callie and Reese in the prequel episode. It's really not that much time. No. It's That's crazy. He wants to make this last forever, essentially. And the only way to do that is if you take it 20 year chunks and you probably only stay alive for or stay awake for about a week every yeah. 20 years. Yep. Exactly. He needs this to last forever because it's an entire universe. He's just waiting for any information on the flame. That's not going to happen pretty soon. Or if they you know, guess the right code right. or what have you. Yeah, exactly. So basically the first first disciple just means it's like a self-appointed leader of, like the, the of everyone basically then, right under the yeah. under the shepherd. Yeah, I wonder if that's like an elected position or what's going on right. with that. It's so, not yeah. important, but it's just not curious. Important. You know what I just thought of when he said uh, Anders was like the first one to wake me up twice? When we see him get woken up, doesn't he make you a again. comment like, oh, you again? This is surprising. Yeah. Oh, like, true, Good point. I just thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But moving on. So Bill and Bellamy, the conversation that they have shifts to what do we do now that we know that Clark does no longer has the flame? Conversation switches to Bellamy trying to protect his friends, but also offering to say, you know, I'll help you find the flame in exchange for safety for my friends. And Bill is very reluctant at first saying like, come on, Bellamy, there's no way we're fixing this. And Bellamy chirps back saying like, yeah, well, we have all of this technology here. Let's at least give it a shot. And I was surprised that Bill came around to it. Well, he promises it if they find the flame, 
if it is fixable and it brings the last war. There is yeah. three stipulations yeah. to yeah. their safety. Yeah. Also, I mean, he this might be like you were talking about how first time we've seen him not really control the situation is I think a definite chink in his armor is when Bellamy mentions Callie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, if she's in the flame, then we can get to her. And Bill's yeah. kind of demeanor changes a little bit. And yep, then he totally agrees. Agree. That's the last thing. I Let's think quickly says. just bring up those lines, though, because that I love how much the show writers decided to lean into the prequel stuff that we've that we've given, even though we haven't been we haven't seen yeah. too much. But, you know, Reese gets brought up um, and Bellamy Jeff, gets compared to Reese. Bellamy does get compared yes. to Reese. And I think he says uh, Bill says, I think my daughter killed him. I'll never know for sure. But. That's important because that already kind of puts the writers of the prequel show in a box because we're kind of happy about it, but Bill is not going to be in the prequel show. Yes. That's what that means. I, I'm so glad that that's what that means. Yeah, is I did not want him means, to be. Or does it just mean that Reese is no lo- is not going to be in contact with Bill? I mean, Reese is going to be a main character. Right. Of the show. So, Reese is going to be the first commander. That's what I'm saying. No, yeah, not yeah, first yeah. commander, first flame keeper. No, oh, no, 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 first no, commander. He will be the first yeah, commander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So if he's the first commander, that would make sense that he never Wouldn't comes he in second. contact with Bill again. But Bill can second. still be like a yeah. A, background antagonist of that prequel season i would think i disagree so if if that's the case brian it would be uh, just like this season fully on earth trying to survive with callie and reese and them and then fully on bardo and i really don't think we're gonna yeah you're probably yeah there's no point i mean like i would be interested to see how they first established the society on bardo but if we're getting a prequel i don't really care that much but quick question though does this mean okay so if there's a chance that we do fix the flame right are we going to potentially see a glimpse into Reese as being someone that first had the, the flame in him. Is that possible? If he does become commander, I don't think they would give us that gem of a okay, secret I agree. in this season. Yeah. Then I would hate that. And it wouldn't be a reveal. Yeah. I would also hate that. I don't think we're getting it. But I think the flame is going to be fixed and I think we're going to get some past commanders. Yeah. I don't know, man, because we thought we were going to get some dope stuff from Clark's MCAP and we got yeah. nothing. Fuck that. We keep thinking like, yo, we could get all this information by this. And they're just like, you thought. Yeah. You really thought. But I I would like that. I personally did like it would have been cool, but I just don't see how like seeing Lexa through the memories would have mattered in any way or like seeing. Except to my heart and my soul. Maybe. Well, yeah, I guess that, too, which is important (laughs) to me. That's very important to me. Maybe we could have saw the calls between Bellamy and Clark. I mean, Clark calling Bellamy during the prime fire, which could have convinced Mm -hmm. him. But that's kind of off the table now. Because yeah. she's already been through MCAP. Shit, I would have loved that so much. My heart would have just... That was that was Jimmy's whole theory about how he was going to turn back to our side. Yeah. We're going to get into Bellamy. Let's, 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 we'll dissect okay. what we think about Bellamy. I did end. like one last comment on this. I liked how um, Bill could kind of pick up that Bellamy is doing all of this, trying to barter a deal because he still cares about his friends. And he makes a... Because con- Bellamy looks a little worried. Like, is that a problem that I still have some feelings for them? And Bill's just like, don't be ashamed. The path is new to you. So... Bill is an understanding cult leader. It's so weird. I want to like Bill. He's smart, yeah. man. Well, he he's, says he's I've been walking the path like smooth for centuries, yeah. and like I'm still not perfect, essentially. Yeah. And then it leads right into the Cali thing, where he kind of accepts a proposal yeah. because he mentions Cali. Yeah. So yeah. we're ready for the next scene, which is still Bellamy, but he is going to the jail cells visiting Echo and Raven. Yeah, Raven See? is hot immediately. Raven is not having this in both Bellamy. senses of the word. Yeah, she is smoking hot, and also she is mad. Dude, she was us for a second. Just say it louder for the people in the back and rip this motherfucker apart because, Jesus Christ, Bellamy, fucking what? Like, you're just, just going to throw your friends under the bus? Like, Okay, 
I keep saying about Bellamy while we're on the Bellamy like topic, I I don't like either the choice he's making in this acting. This like I get that he's been changed, quote unquote, but he doesn't seem like Bellamy. And we'll get to an exact line later. I can't tell if this is like he's forgotten how to play Bellamy because it's been a minute or if he's just making a choice that this is his new kind of disciple Bellamy. But I think another issue here is that I really wish in prior seasons they had developed the Echo and Bellamy relationship a little more because I don't know that I'd buy it anyway versus this new Bellamy coming in and trying to connect with Echo because I think Tasia is doing great in this episode trying to convince him to go otherwise. But he's just like, I don't buy it off of him. I don't see the chemistry, but I think it's all on him. Yeah. I don't think it has anything mm-hmm. to do with anybody else. I didn't feel the emotional weight of their conversation no. like, at all. No. Except, I mean, like what he says is kind of like that when she poses the question, like, is whatever you're talking about more important than us? And he goes, yes, that's like, yeah, that sucks. But, Any like, emotion I feel, I feel is from much. her, not him. Yeah. Although that would be correct for someone who is trying to buy into the disciple mentality because he knows that emotions are frowned upon if you're trying to be a disciple. So maybe... Right, but was six seasons worth of material, which spans... I mean, I'm not going to say the years because it doesn't matter because of the cryo gap, but like, whatever. It span, they've, they've been alive together for years and years and struggled through things that no humans have ever struggled as yeah, a group that together. that should change you. That should be more changing than literally... I think it's pretty much confirmed at this point. They were only on Etheria, him and the conductor for like three months, three months. Is that random ass vision you have when you're, when you're stuck on a cold mountain on a different planet by yourselves, like more important than everything we've seen on screen. Cause it's not viable to me. Like maybe yeah. it makes sense because of the off screen dialogue, the conductors constantly feeding him and all this convincing and stuff. But like, Jesus man, like, it just takes away so much from the beginning Character of the story and all yeah. of like he's been through. Yeah, like, just, and also yeah. it just kind of sucks because he hasn't really been in the season at all. Did I get you a little bit with that? And then he, come, and then he <laughs> no, comes back I mean, and it's just now he's not on our side. I was just going like, to say Man. like, you guys are ready to crucify the character of Bellamy. We have seen him for all of two episodes so far. Yeah, and who's fucking follows and, that? And this, I, would be, I would be, it would be like, final season ruining if this is Bellamy's end of story arc if he is just 100% for the disciples and he's a loser now that would ruin season 7 for okay, me so, so I, I, I get that I, perspective I, I know I, I trust the 100 writers enough to not do that 100% he's probably there right now but I think by the end of this season he'll be back on the on the right side of things okay and that, I think that's we where allow- we diverge a little bit we're okay. on the same page with what you're saying, I, I agree. If he flips back and it and somehow works and makes sense, then sure. We would but love I'm to be looking, proven wrong. Exactly. I'm looking at it through the through the lens of that's not happening because I don't think it's likely that they wasted a final five episode on showing why he turned to flip him back in the final four. Right? Like we're, it's we're gonna- a tough job. Let's just say it's going to be a tough job for the writers to make us believe in Bellamy again. Yes. And if they can do it, fuck yeah. But I'm but I'm on. The this is shitty. Yeah, he's sh- <laughs> shitty. Yeah, this sucks. Okay. Yeah. Let's get back to the scene though. Yeah. So essentially, Raven puts him on blast. Says like, "Tell me this is all just an act, and tell us what the real plan is." And he essentially just says, "No, I believe in this stuff." Raven, I know you were there when the flame was taken out of Maddie. Where is it? You know, at least who took it. Where is it now? And she says, "I'm I'm not telling you anything." Says you're going to MCAT. Yeah. So Raven gets dragged away to MCAT. 
Can we uh, talk about how that doesn't pay off in any way at all? <laughs> what, yeah. like because we don't see her in MCAT? We, we don't get, they don't get any information out of her. We don't see her in MCAT. Yeah. Maybe it was a cut scene post-production, but... But let me just shout out my girl, Lindsay Morgan, because I love... She's like, even if I knew, I wouldn't tell you. Yep. And we also get the scene of Bellamy saying, they're going to execute you guys. So yeah. Raven and Echo know that they're going to be executed because yeah. of all this. Yeah. So. So Raven gets taken away, and then this is when we get our, a little bit of a one-on-one between Echo and Bellamy, which is very important, at least from our perspective, because we need to see what their relationship is like and if there's any remnants of a possibility of the future. And I, like Kathleen, you kind of already dived into this yeah. a little bit. Everything seems to be, all the all the positives of this dialogue come from Echo's side. Yeah, I like this quote she says. She goes, I trained for five years to pass as a disciple and another three to become one, all to save you. And then she goes into this bit being like, I spent all this time trying to save you and you were forgetting us this entire time. You're forgetting your friends. You're forgetting about me. And think about that time difference. Like, Echo was years spent and he was five months. years yeah. with Orlando and like Orlando was a diehard disciple, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was going to be divulging all the same thoughts. The conductor would be to Bellamy in three months. Let's think about that. It's like a 5% of the time Echo yeah. spent with a disciple. Mm-hmm. You were a cult nothing. leader and I went on this, this pilgrimage, quote unquote pilgrimage that I did not buy into. And then I had a dream where you approached me, showed me this light. I saw my mom. You're not telling me that you would walk out of that and be like, the shit is still completely bogus. No, Where's Clark? No, 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 I love I'm not her. saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I think, I you're, think right. you're saying that. If all of my I have friends... to be the devil's advocate so that we don't just crush the character of Bellamy, I'll yeah, do I it like because it, you guys have been, have seen one hour of screen time of Bellamy Blake in season seven. And you said, okay, the hundred completely forgot the first six and a half seasons. Bellamy's dead to us. He's awful. He's canceled. Don't do that. If I mean, it's definitely fuck Bellamy at this point. Yeah. It's definitely fuck yeah. Bellamy okay. at this point. Here's but... the thing for our fans. Um, I don't mind Brian playing devil's advocate. And again, I would love to be proven wrong. I need to be proven wrong. Yeah. Even not once need, but we can't not say fuck Bellamy this episode. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. have to where we're at right now. Yeah. It's fuck Bellamy. He is making his way through each room, just burning every bridge he ever yeah. had. Yeah, that's exactly what's <laughs> unfortunately like, is. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, there's outside forces that are making me believe this is not the season seven that Jason Rothenberg had in mind. I know that for a fact it's, they said it on San Diego comic-con. It's not, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's fucking phenomenal is what it is, but it's not what they had in mind for Clark and Bellamy. I know it's not. Yeah, so, it's not. so you have to keep that in mind when you say, okay, where's this going to end? They have yeah. to do what they, part what of they it have. is like, we're not thinking a hundred percent rationally right now. Cause <laughs> we're like, fuck Bellamy. Cause we've yeah. been watching him with the squad for all these years. And now he's against them. But also, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> I, seem to, I seem to remember us falling into mob culture against another character by the name of Jordan. Who and has... we're starting to like Jordan now. We also yeah, doesn't mean we were wrong earlier. Hata. Does not mean we were wrong about Jordan earlier. Him. And it's not like hey, we were wrong about Shane either. Yeah, also true. Agreed. I think we've been hitting the things we 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 freak out about and get passionate about. It's it's not just us. Like we 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 take in all the information from the fans, what people are saying, the dialogue that's yeah. going on, and what the writers are giving us. And it's just like I, I get that there's a reason. It's just like Game of Thrones season eight. Like they rushed Bellamy's transition from a from from being loyal for ninety five percent of the season to just completely character flipping, and. I get it, but maybe he does end as a villain and maybe they do it right. I feel like I would like that better yeah. than them backtracking and trying flipping him better, flipping Listen, him back to good. Before we get back in, 
Okay. No one loves yeah, Bellamy yeah. like we love Bellamy. You know, like that's yeah. why we're this mad. And the reaction from Octavia and Clark and Raven is us right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're allowed exactly. to be pissed because those three are fucking that pissed. That is true. That yeah. Is I mean, it's it's yeah, the yeah, characters. Yeah. Like, cause we're, yeah. we're binge crew. We're all hey, binge. Yeah. Listen, yeah. listen, I think I, I'm getting so heated right now because I, I am team fuck Bellamy right here in episode 12. But like you guys seem to just be ready to move on and just accept that he's going to be a loser for the rest of eternity. I'm, I'm not willing to oh, go no. there and I need need Me to believe too. that he's going to have that there's anything the 100 that. has okay. there's anything the 100 has taught us is that anyone can have a second chance and make a comeback from doing something Look that seems to be like irreparable Too true Which yeah. is I mean, sad thing. but octavia had seasons and seasons to do it yeah. and full episodes that's and exactly hours what i was gonna yeah. we're out here saying fuck blood reina yeah she Fair sucks yep, yep, okay yep. to move on from this one <laughs> specific scene Yes. that spawned all of this. I think a good quote to end it on, which you might have already said, is Echo says, is this thing that you believe in really more important than us? Meaning your friends, Clark and company. And he says, yes, it is. Yeah. This is bigger than us. Let's, he hits her with the for all mankind yeah. and dips. Gag. Wait, no, before we move on, this is my favorite. And when we were watching, I said that this is the, this is how you know, this is something Bellamy would have never said. The line is, are you just going to stand by and watch while they execute us? And he says, you know, I don't want that. Meaning yeah. he would stand by and watch it. Bellamy would never. Bellamy would say, I would never let that happen. I would die before I would watch my friends die. And like, he would never say, you know, I don't want that. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. crazy. That's different. That is a changed Bellamy saying that. His name is Bellamy, but this is not our Bellamy. Yeah, right. not our and Bellamy. She, yeah, and she, I think she even... It's either her or even even asked like, okay, so the plan is to get the flame, get us to the last war, blah blah blah. But what happens if that doesn't work out? Like, what what's the plan next? And he just has no answer. I was shook. I was like, you fucking Medusa turning to stone. We're gonna turn off, like, crystallize and die, man. And the last thing, the last thing I'm gonna say on this issue is, well, first of all, like when I watched this scene, I wrote down right away. I was like, Bellamy is off the table for me to end this series and say he's my favorite character. Yeah, he will not. He will not be my favorite character. Yep, me because neither. of like because of what happened at the end of this episode and the last episode, but. I don't really know. No one really knows about what the situ what the actual details of the situation are with Bob Morley, but I want to put a little bit of the blame off the writers and a tiny bit on his actor for making the writers be put into this box where they only had five episodes to deal with him. So okay, well, first off, you said tiny bit of the blame. It's all on Bob. Come I on, know, Bob. but sure. we're allowed gotta... to say that the okay, writers okay, okay. are accommodating to something yeah, that but, was happening but outside originally, the show. But even though we're saying fuck Bellamy, let's just say this episode really made me miss Clark and I wish she was in the full season because damn is Clark good. Oh my gosh. We Eliza got, Taylor. We, we did phenomenal. get some scenes of Clark. I think Luke said out loud, like, damn, Clark is the best. Like yeah. she is just such a badass, and kind of forget when you don't oh see God. her as much, you know, Yeah, but she's, she's but it, it took Luke saying <sighs> the Bob Morley won't be his favorite character while we were watching the episode for me to say up until the end of six, Clark was my favorite character, which and is so Bellamy. cliche. Those two might have been the yeah, best Yeah, but Clark characters. was my number one, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I forgot. I forget. Yeah, when they're yeah. not on the episode, you're like, all right, I, I love Hope. I love Echo. I love, you know, Raven, Murphy. Like, you forget about Clark, and then you're like, whoa, what a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. She's great. All right, we so, can yeah, move yeah, on to We have one yeah, scene now. to get to before oh, we can continue gushing over Clark. Yeah. Which is yeah. Uh, a really nice scene, I thought. I really, I didn't a see this scene, scene coming scene at all, scene. but it was yeah. amazing. So we got Hope and Jordan in... I mean, at this point, you can't tell if it's a prison cell or not. That's a pretty yeah. big bed. Uh, so they start to have a heart to heart. And she he is obviously coming from the perspective of 
they don't really know each other at all but he's yeah. trying to kind of be like i understand you and he draws really nice parallels to their lives well the the card that he plays is is that essentially they don't really know anybody mm-hmm. other than themselves and their respective parents which the would stories. be which would be monty and harper and octavia and diozo of course uh and the quote that he says is we've heard stories about the people that are now around us but they're not our friends they're like legends to us yeah that's i just fucking love that so much mm-hmm. because when once he said it it's such an obvious dynamic that i never thought about yeah well, we've talked before about how, like he says, I was raised alone on a spaceship. You were raised alone on a planet. I've We've talked in depth before about these people can't be normal. They don't know anybody. Yeah. I'm like, of course, they're going in like wacky directions. They don't know. Of course, Hope is diving and putting yeah. the gem nine like she doesn't know. But this is excellent acting by Shelby Flannery and and Shannon Cook. Like this is really this good. is Jordan's best delivered dialogue of his entire series the like, piano when better. hope is talking it was playing on my heart like the, the keys were inside <laughs> the of strings. my heart literally i was like this is really good they're both dealt such shitty hands and now they kind of have to move on i mean at least both of them were fine until hope was 10 until jordan, jordan got was, pussy yeah dude bardo <laughs> jordan is the best jordan yeah Bar- he's just been slam dunking it since yeah. he's gotten he, to bardo he just needed a change yeah. of scenery so it happens to everybody alpha alpha jordan bottom tier yeah bardo yeah, true, jordan true, true. let's get it yeah jordan's so, best line though is she didn't do it to save your life she did it to save your soul which yeah is deep that was yeah. deep that was like some a plus philosophizing he hit her he with is right a there. zen ass boy and also, it's the truth also just because i didn't get a chance to talk about it R.I.P. Dioza, she probably from season five on might have been my MVP of season five, six, seven. Maybe not I, five. She was an enemy in five, but totally. Yeah. And she was a great enemy. I can respect amazing. that opinion. Is Shade Hayda the MVP of this season? Murphy. 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 <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> that was easy. Villains can be the MVP, so. Oh, yeah. But Dioza, yeah, yeah. I, I will say she was a great villain because Kane trusted Dioza, mm-hmm. and that, that held weight. If Kane, when Kane trusts someone, to me, I that held weight for me. So it wasn't like she was doing all these evil. I mean, she was, but again, like we said on Sachin's uh, episode, everyone's the protagonist of their own mm-hmm. story. Kind of, except McCreary. He's a well, that's yeah, what I was just McCreary. about to say. McCreary was like the irrational, just kill everybody slasher type. Diosa was character. more level-headed, just conniving, also very gruesome and and violent. But she was more. Yeah. There were more layers. Is it? To is, I just thought McCreary. of this as you were saying that. That's kind of like our our McCreary and Dioza like a decent parallel to the opposite gender reverse, but Nikki and Hatch, Hatch and Nikki. Yeah, yes. exactly. That's a really good say, thought. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I like realize that until you put it out like 100%. that. Yeah. yeah. I, something I wanted to talk about about the Jordan quote that you just said about saving mm-hmm. her life versus saving her soul mm-hmm. is uh, while by doing that, Dioza is making the assumption that she knows that the pain that hope would have experienced from committing mass murder and killing all those innocent people, which obviously Dioz is familiar with and the pain is huge, but she's, I want to say she was gambling that that would be worse mm-hmm. than hope killing her own mom. Cause I feel like both of those emotionally distressing as fuck. Yeah. But I think it was a good move because they, they made it a point in the, in the episode. I mean, I guess a couple scenes before Dioza's death, like when Dioza pulls her aside before they go to Levitt for the first time. And she's like, yeah, like I was a terrorist. I killed all these bitches for no reason. And I regret it. Like that's what she was coming from. So I don't think it was even an option. In her yeah. Head. I, I would assume that she was just, it's way easier to for hope to come to the perspective of 
how Jordan basically so cleverly laid it out for yeah. her that like there's no way you can come back from what she like if yeah. she had killed everybody she yeah. couldn't come back from that 100%. love Dioza. do i ship jordan and hope oh i do the first thing i said is oh my god are they gonna bang <laughs> i'll fuck around and ship them but like Hope was laying on that bed provocatively, baby. I'm She's in. an emotional mess. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, and Jordan's a gentleman. Monty and Harper are his parents. I'm joking. Would not but I, lo- I just love Hope so much. I no, want that could absolutely love. work, but it's got to be an epilogue, like time skip. Yeah. This is where yeah. we are now, and they're together. I like I'd it. buy that in a second. I ship them just as best friends, too. Hey, yeah. man. Yeah. If they could make Bellamy go from a hero to the most hated character in an episode, they can ship Jordan and Hope in an episode. Yeah, Boom, we can. I mean, they ship they, anybody. They gave the background already. Their experiences are so similar. Yes. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's logical. And just um, so you know, I was pissed at Bellamy before he came back because we were pissed because he was not there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, moving on. Last I'm thing seeing, last okay, thing I want to say is this is just another instance of the hundred writers doing the most with secondary characters. We got introduced to Hope very end of season six, but really season seven. She's only been in Jordan with season six and seven. And this was the scene that we enjoyed most in this episode, at least. I think it was the, the scene fact- I enjoyed most for both characters. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, they were awesome yeah, in it. But just that they can make us care that much about characters that they introduced last season or yep. this season is very impressive to me. And I, I like Agreed. that. Uh, so moving on to the next scene, same deal. Clark and Octavia in their cell, they get a heart to heart. Oh my gosh. They get a heart to heart before Bellamy comes in. Power that. squad, these two. Jesus. Oh my God. I could have watched a whole episode of them two just talking the in that cell. It was impactful just seeing them alone yes. on the screen together. Yes. I was just well like, said. wow, it's it's been a minute. Clark Tavia, baby. Where we've been, <laughs> where we've come from the beginning. Um, I just love but, the names of the shit. It's just my favorite thing. Yeah. Clark Tavia, that sounds so good. I think it's a thing. So it basically starts with <laughs> O's kind of laughing and Clark's like, why Why would you ever be laughing? Nothing is funny. And she says, I finally understand you. You, you right? I love I mean, that line. It's been a long Sorry. time coming. That was great. Clark is the most like misunderstood person on this show. So true. Nobody could possibly understand the weight of her actions and and what she has to do, to, yep. she bears it so they don't have this to. This is the second realization of that this season because Raven had yep. that in, mm-hmm. uh, what's the name of it? Nakara. Yeah. She was just like, damn, I get it. All right. Yeah, yeah, I like you again. I mean, we're in the home stretch, now, just like, damn, I get it. We like yeah. you again, Dude, that's Clark. why during my rewatch, I'm just like, fuck everybody that gives Clark shit because she is the best. Mm-hmm. She's she the best. She is the best. Yeah. Oh, says, you have Maddie, I have Hope. I'd do anything to keep her safe. And then I like the bit where I, or Clark says, how long were you on penance? Because I keep thinking... None of these people know anything about all this time dilation. They're, yeah. Octavia's literally now like 11 years older than Clark. Yeah, all of a she sudden. just casually goes, yeah, 10 years. Yeah, 10 years, good ones. And then she starts crying and says, a couple of days ago, she, she meeting Hope, was our little girl. And now she's messed up like the rest of us. And man, <laughs> it's fucked up to be messed up like a person yeah. on the hundred. That's the only, like, these are the only people ever in the history of anything that could just kind of roll with the fact that a couple days ago hope was a little kid and now she's kind of like and a woman who's out here murdering people and they well, just roll with it oh dude that's going to be highlighted be, in a couple yeah. in a couple seconds seconds yeah. we talk about what bellamy <laughs> yeah, says yeah what but, bellamy says is perfect wow so awesome but, yeah okay so yeah, that's bellamy comes in are we ready for that enter so, bellamy yeah. bellamy comes in um and clark comes out hot says i've been racking my brain about how you telling bill that i don't have the flame helps us and you know what i came up with it doesn't fucking doesn't boy it doesn't, doesn't she's just like what, what are you doing dude i'm looking at my best friend and i can't even recognize him. such a good 
line, honestly. Like Clark, how she delivered it too. She was like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? Yep. I honestly love Clark calling Bellamy her best friend, even if the follow-up line is, and now I don't recognize him, but yeah. I still love him. Like, oh, he's your well, best you know friend. Gonna piss you off the fandom friend, yeah. Too. Yeah, People gonna are going to be pissed in the fandom that she said best friend. Yeah. Was yeah. it Bellark? Right? Bellark. <laughs> I like the names, baby. I want to be consistent. Yeah. Um. So then Bellamy kind of says to her, like, I had an experience that changed me to my core. Something that, oh, wait. Something that explains yeah. why we're still here and where we're going. Yeah. And I this love is just. You just picked up that quote mid quote. I know. Right? That's that lit. Nice. I stuttered. This, this is important for us to talk about real quick because, like, in our last episode, Jimmy laid out, like, all the foundation and all the, all the evidence of the possibility that this. There was a lot more to Bellamy's experience on Etheria, like whether it be visions, whether it was planned by, you know, Bardo and Bill and all that. But the reason this is important is because they make it an emphasis to flash back to the actual episode. Mm -hmm. And what we know for a fact is that there is no extra visions that we didn't see because what what the fandom and what blogs and everything is talking about is when when Bellamy sees his mom and he's in the room with the transcendent lights he touches the light and then it flashes right to when the storm passes and people were thinking there was a chance that we there was an off-screen vision yeah. when he touched the light and that's off the table because of how bellamy delivers this scene saying like mom was there like i touched the light and the next thing i know the, the thing's gone so yeah. i think that's off the table simulation's still there i hope all but, it took was one vision yeah he's easy he's an that's easy mark bro. Yeah. Easy, i got some bro. real estate in the fucking bahamas to sell you <laughs> some fucking timeshares he'll fucking buy him right off me yes well he said the ship the shepherd led me to her meaning his mom there was a light it was beautiful and warm and peaceful and i chose it now that line is super lame to me but i do like the fact that he said i chose it like he's not saying this happened to me whatever he's saying i looked at this and i chose it and i'm like dude you are brainwashed fam like so it just goes back brainwashed. to we talked about it on the last episode and he mentioned it here he said the shepherd got like mom was there the shepherd guided me to her and it's like why the hell was bill there yeah why would bill be in his head in his vision i think it's it's gotta be a simulation they had o's mom from o's memories from the mcap it's gotta be that okay but let me counter with this if it wasn't a simulation then it was real and does the disciple stock start to rise no the opposite i think it gets shittier (laughs) just in general you mean yeah, Just because like the, for whole, your own... the whole idea about of the simulation theory is that this has been planned from the beginning to brainwash Bellamy, basically to convince Clark and them. Which is why in the first scene of the first episode of this season, when they're trying to st- when they when you see them the the disciples taking Bellamy, that's like the first scene of the of the series of season. Sorry, and right. why did they care about Bellamy? And people think like they're trying to connect the dots. So like this has been a plan forever for the disciples to grab Bellamy, convince him use it to get information out of Clark, convince her to use the key for them. to. Yeah, because technically all season seven started and O had already been an MCAP. So Octavia had gone through her MCAP at that point. So they would know that either Clark and Bellamy have reign all over everybody. And Bellamy specifically, when it's Octavia, it's Echo, it's Raven, it's yeah. every single person stems from Bellamy. Yeah. Yeah. So they, it has to be a simulation or else... I'm really upset. I love not. everything about this this if it's a Bellamy decision. If it is a simulation, yes. if it's not, it's Bellamy's weak minded, and I don't know how else to say that. Yeah, yeah, I agree totally. Like, yeah. But this is the part I loved. the The scene progresses, and this is honestly a really hot line from Bellamy. And he says, 
If I told you that the AI that destroyed the Earth was storing our minds in the city of light, would that be any more believable? What about a group of astronauts turning themselves into gods by transferring their minds into the bodies of their own followers in order to live forever? Like recapping the, the past few seasons, season saying that season, is so funny. Insane on it's, paper. <laughs> yeah, insane. Yeah. And then Clark literally says that. She's he's like, yeah, we've had our dose of crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, a little bit of a fourth wall break. It was nice. I admit, but I am not, even if all of like what you're saying is true, I'm not letting, like helping that man start a war. I'm just yeah. not. Start got, his yeah. war. She's on that Becca Promheda stuff. <laughs> yeah, that good, good. And that Cali stuff too. Yeah. Bell's asking Clark for help finding the flame. Gets responded with a nice go float yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's that's her, and that earns her a trip to the MCAT. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. All right. I had a huge. It was it weird to anybody else that like the lack of Octavia and Bellamy dialogue in this scene because I was like, why is are they not just yeah. as important as I think, Clark and Bellamy? I talking? think they're saving up. There's going to be an epic showdown between these two. I hope so. I did write though that it was interesting. I would have never guessed that we were going to get like a Clark and Octavia versus Bellamy showdown of like a knockdown dragout argument. I, like you said, Octavia's not a huge part, but she's involved still. Just like. She really? says her quips, but yeah, I just want it's just, a little it's more just crazy to see her and Clark against Bellamy. Yeah, I totally started talking about Octavia during the Echo and Raven scene. Why did nobody stop me? I mean, she's always. It's on that JoJo's. <laughs> that JoJo's yeah. made me talk about Octavia when she wasn't even in the scene earlier. But uh, so yeah, Bellamy walks out. Him and the conductor have a nice reassuring moment uh, where the conductor Bellamy's just like they don't believe me. They're not following us, and he's just like follow the path, whatever. I don't know. For the conductor sucks. Googly eyes now. at each other, man. I paused and I I tried to count his tattoos, and it looks like he's a level ten conductor. Yeah, that's that's cool. I'm happy you did that. I also think this is I did haven't looked or read anything yet but i'm sure that this is going to span a huge what are we calling them bellamy and conductor kelamy 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 the ships yeah i I, I did see a little bit of this after last episode but i'm sure it's taken off now because they they have this little bit of an embrace i was like wow the the fandom's gonna run with this Uh, i was running with it shout out jimmy the og kelamy stand yeah Yo, he looks good cleaned up. He does look good i was like who gave him the right to be handsome (laughs) yeah what the fuck the shepherd did that's Ooh. true for all mankind. Yeah, for all mankind. Yeah, we need some fucking daddies serving the looks on <laughs> our side for all mankind. <laughs> yeah. God. How are you going to convince people to come on with you? <laughs> Wait, what? You need some daddies on your side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, okay, scene. she's not into it. <laughs> Next scene we have is Clark, Bellamy, and Bill in MCAP. Uh, and the Clark- conductor. Oh, yeah, the conductor is there. You're in. Yeah, whatever. Tell me. Um, anyway, so they're all in MCAP. Um, yeah, they're MCAP and Clark. I love the black blood. I, every time I I'm, don't know why I'm like surprised by it. I'm like pleasantly surprised every time she's bleeding and it's black. I'm like, yay. I just like it. It looks yeah. so good. But she is not having it. She's fighting it. She's almost hemorrhaging out. Bellamy says she doesn't know. I don't think she knows. And and Bill's like, she knows or else she wouldn't be fighting. And I'm like, you don't know Clark very well, because even if she didn't know, she'd be fighting it. So, yeah. But anyway, after they're not going to get anything out of her because she's Clark, she's going to fight to the better, bitter end. And Mentally Bill strong. says, you know what? Send the first of her friends to penance. And right at that, Clark was just like, wait, I'll take you to get the flame as long as my friends are safe. Yeah, yeah this could be. 100% on me, like all my fault for hyping up this situation of Clark and MCAP, but I was disappointed by this scene. Yeah, I mean, it could have been an entire episode worth of good stuff. Yeah, I just like no 
legit memories. Like we didn't get a single view of a single memory, which I just but that's kind of the point, right? She didn't even point. let the neural link connect. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. A good God, point. look yeah. at that. Look that at the difference the between her and Bellamy. Just like the strongest exactly. willed human versus yes. Bellamy, who just which I thought, yeah, post Pike, I thought Bellamy was up there until obviously this season yeah. like i mean clark yeah. literally had another person take over her body and then they fought inside of her brain She's mind space beast. she is clark such is a, a beast, beast. r.i.p josephine we love you i still love Josephine yeah. for sure <laughs> what a great i wish she was in anybody but clark and she could have came out on top but yeah not clark so the next scene is everybody is in the stone room but now we're gonna go to sanctum right yeah, we're going to pick back up on this because this is kind of where Sanctum and Bardo converge. So let's jump to the throne room of Sanctum. This is this might be is this the first scene of the entire episode? Yeah, yes. this is the yes. first scene. It starts out with Russ Hada is kind of passing judgment on just what's left at Sanctum following his overthrowing of the status quo. Uh, and the first people that are bending the knee we see are Murphy and Amori. And they're still just shooting the shit even while they're yep. bending the knee. Such I a strong them. Murphy and Amori episode. I mean, they are just running Sanctum as mom and dad. It's amazing. It's excellent. Because I of how love it. strong episodes for those two, haven't I, they all? The greatest love story <laughs> of our time. Am I the worst for saying that Murphy still carries like Amori. Like she, he absolutely needs so. her to for her to have a strong scene. She kind of needs Murphy there. Uh, she she held her own, I think, in when she was trying to bring the children of Gabriel together with her yeah, with yeah, their yeah. parents. I mean, it's not. I agree that they're better together. They're a team, but I think Amori can is like I think she's binge crew. I think she's solid and dope. Yeah, Amori ha- Amori's been awesome since she's landed on Sanctum. Like she's yes. been amazing. So ever since she was uh in space with them for the six years, she's come out and like Raven's mm-hmm. teaching her how to be essential, basically. Mm-hmm. So Luke, Amori is officially binge crew, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm in for Amori being binge crew. She hasn't done a negative thing, in my opinion, in a really long time. You you in the preview said that Amori was binge crew over Echo, right? I think that was your stance. Oh, I totally was against yeah. Echo being yeah. binge crew from the preview, and I kind of still understand by that. Especially. Well, it changed. We were. I did. I yeah. did accept her, probably because of the hype of you guys. Yeah. But now, fucking. I think Echo, I'm is, Echo is one of us. Whatever. One of us. She just <laughs> sucks in the rewatch too. It's the problem. I expected to like her. Yeah, at but some she's as. Ga- I mean, I loved that they gave Echo that backstory of how she was kind of a little timid girl and had to kill her best friend named Echo and took her name. Like you need that kind of uh, Queen Naya just raining hell Mm -hmm. down on these kids. I mean, of course you're going to be fucked up. This, these mostly everybody on the show has been raised fucked up, mm-hmm. so you got to give them a little. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, so Murphy and Amori essentially bend the knee. They say we want to live. Rosetta says, "Well, the palace is mine. Where where are you going to live?" Amori immediately says, "The workshop. We'll take the workshop," uh, which makes sense because they are currently harboring fugitives in the reactor room yep. so they want to get on top of that that would be a great place for them and russ is kind of just like whatever be gone like get out of my sight next people to stroll up is two factions that we're familiar with it is nikki and the Allegius four criminals as well as nelson and the cogs his name is uh sachin yeah 
apparently. <laughs> no, we yeah. yeah, we knew that. We did know that. Uh, we from knew the Cogs that. The the reunification yeah. ceremony. Yeah, he's he's Nelson. Come on. So they bring the Cogs in on one side and Nikki Bang Bang and the Allegis crew on the other. Nikki Bang Bang goes first and is like all right, what if I don't? And she's like, I'll kill you. And she's like, all right, cool. You're, I'm your, you're mine. I'm yours. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you're mine. <laughs> you're mine. Yeah, yeah. She does a, she does a good mind. job of how she states it. She, I kind of don't remember. She's like the criminals of the Allegis four. And the thieves. Exactly. And then we go over to Nelson. Does he, call him nelson yes he says nelson. nelson he corrects him he which is cool sachin, because yeah. sachin yeah. shout out to dr jackson yeah i love that love that it's great Didn't uh this is just an intense interview scene. him we did just interview wow. him you should check that episode wow. out a good interview wow. on spotify wow. apple wow. wherever you listen to podcasts wow. Benchtown wow. tv yeah. dr jackson on Benchtown tv shout out wow <laughs> wow shameless plug all right i'm uh, gonna i'm gonna yeah, take this it. over because uh nelson slash yeah, is my boy uh so russ Hader basically gives him the ultimatum uh essentially kneel or die uh he responds with the children of gable swore an oath it's better to die free than to worship at the feet of a false god. So they all refuse to kneel. And Russ Hayda actually compliments our boy, Nelson. I'm going to keep calling him Nelson. Uh, and says that uh, basically you stick with your principles and those people that follow you stick with you. That's the sign of a good leader. There can only be one leader in Sanctum. Damn. Yeah. And then he kills everyone around him. Just pulls out, pulls up with the glizzy, with the stick. Takes them all out, and it's just <laughs> Nelson left alive. And right before Nelson dies, underneath his breath, he says, "Death is life," and then a bullet right through the brain. I mean, the, first of all, he screams. The she, scream, I like. The, the scream, scream is epic. Yep, a, an awesome warrior's death. Even though he's not a warrior, he's honestly like a man of peace. He's a leader. Yeah, he, he's. I mean, the children Gabriel of Gabriel did, are he, not. Yeah. Uh, they're not violent, the children of Gabriel. And let me say this, because I said this when we were well, rewatching they it. They're... Against the primes. But yeah, that's like it. when we showed up, were, when we yeah, showed they up, not... they were kind of... Well, they're like guerrilla warfare, like forced into this life. Sure. Yeah. But let me just say, Shade Hater with a gun was tripping me out. Yeah. I'm like, this seems Loved unnatural. It. A grounder yeah. with a gun just killing everybody. I, I said this when we were watching it live or in a rewatch together, but and I also brought this up. Honestly, the first couple scene episodes that Nelson had lines this season, like the Children of Gabriel faction was so well written in the sense like they didn't fall into the typical sci-fi fantasy tropes. Like they stuck to what they were. Um, and especially Nelson himself, like while he swayed a little bit back and forth between following Nikki or Shade Hate or whatever it still made sense for his character and for what the children of Gabriel believed in. So I, I this uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because the, now the children of Gabriel are essentially wiped out. It was like a complete character arc, quote unquote, yeah. for their faction. That was just incredibly well done for being such a late game addition. Yeah, I just, I really, really like Nelson as a character. Yeah. I just, I mean, Shade Headed compliments him here for all the reasons why I like him. I just really like what he's about. And like Kathleen said, I mean, what a death. And it makes sense why he was Gabriel's number two. Like it just, it all yeah. made sense. A sad death. Yeah. Epic. Raising the Very tensions. Epic. Yeah. Yeah. It honestly didn't make me sad. It made me go, damn, what a good death. Yeah. yeah. And that's just as good. It was a good I mean, one. He, he was unfortunately expendable, but yeah. at yeah. the same time, it was an impactful death. I yeah. was just like, Nelson's gone. That sucks. Yeah. Good. Good death, though. I, I texted the, the chat immediately and was like, well, fuck me. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> my mouth was open when he was ripping that oot, like that yeah, machine gun. He was crazy. like, I was like, this is awesome. It just makes sense. Yeah. yeah, maybe we meet again, Nelson. Yeah. All right. 
So the next time we get back to Sanctum, there's like a little bit of Bardo in between back to the throne room part two. Is every Sanctum scene in the same no, room? No, because no, there's, well, the, there's the two. There's the two right, machines. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So this is where Shade Hada is talking to, I think, Knight, right? And he's, yeah. he, he's very aware that there are other hidden faithfuls. He knows Maddie says everybody has either been killed or bent the knee. And Russ says everyone we found. Exactly. Because there are still some big names that they haven't found. And he immediately goes to Maddie. We got to found. Does anybody know the Maddie Comb? Oh, I had it my last week. Does anybody have it? Complete crew or something? Uh, It's like something cool. It's something cool. I love it. It's the second time we ever saw it. Second time we ever saw the full name. I like that he says it like that. None of us wrote it down. No. Mm. It's like we're not. Yeah, I'm a little ashamed because you know I'm a big fan of Trigator Slang. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't frag them up. (laughs) Yeah, Russell stayed that. So (laughs) it's important to note that Indra is still in this room. She's kind of like dealing with all the dead bodies. Um, And so Shade Hater starts talking about bringing up. The, I think he he's the one that brings up Gaia, right? Or is it or is it Night? One it of the two. Night that says we're also still because Russ invites Intra into the conversation. Knight says we're still looking for her daughter Gaia. She was she last we saw her. She was in the woods, like with Clark and that party. Which oh my god, that's they, insane. They to still think, that think, they think that they're in the wilderness. So the time crazy. dilation is is screwing with everything because they think they've just been in the wilderness for like two days. That's it. My God, they've been on different planets I, for months. Some of them have like, like yeah, dude, quarters some of, of lifetimes. Had, like, I was like, that's really cute that you think they're in the woods. It's like, adorable. That's so it? cute. But it's uh, Luada Clear on Crew. Awesome. Maddie Colm Luada Clear on Crew. Cool. Nice pronunciation. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Essentially, about Maddie, though, he says, today they hide, tomorrow they come for revenge, which is something I know Luke at least likes about him. He's not just someone to forget about small pawns that got away. He he is kill them all, no loose ends. We got to get these people. Very good, clean writing. Like, it, yeah. it ties up the loose ends that would make sense if you were a legitimate dictator like him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kyle, did you have something? No, I was just, he likes the chess. Yeah. He's a chess player, oh, so sure. he knows yeah. the importance of every piece. So Knight gives Shade Hada Maddie's book of drawings, which yes. is big, and then Shade Hada looks at it and says, I saw this when I had the flame. Yeah. Which is awesome, because we brought yeah. that up yeah. way like, long ago, saying, like, shouldn't Shade Hada have these memories that mm-hmm. Maddie is? Good job, writers. That's yeah. all I, like I got to say. Love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, then, this is kind of uh, leading a little into. I mean, I know J- Jimmy loves the book and thinks that the book's going to be big, important. And now that Russ Hayda has the book, and you know, has said that he has seen the drawings in the book as well in his own head, that it's going to still be an important point. It opens the door to him being important to get in the last Judgment Day code in Definitely. the stone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shade Hayda versus Bill is going to be so funny. Fucking let's call go, Jr. Born, yeah. baby. Oh my gosh. It's going to be head to head. So. Man. Yeah, and also we get the second mention of Gaia, who's been missing. When Indra gets invited into the conversation, uh, Russ Hayda says, well, well, where's your daughter? Where's Gaia? Indra says, I don't know. Indra's a badass, but she she's is. just like, I don't know. Well, she's she a badass, is. but this is just, it's so unlike her to just yeah. be like, okay. I'll it's hard to watch I'll her. She's back to me. She knows what that means. She is right now a respected subordinate of Shade Hada. But Shade Hada also, puts respect on Just her. for like one second, talk about the fact that like everyone thought there was going to be some sort of residual 
physical harm to her after the conclave. People thought she was dead for a second, which was obviously not true. Yeah. And it's like she's completely fine. Yeah. I was like, well, oh. here's the thing. Eh. Amori, like going back to Indra and, and her position, Amori, when Nelson was walking in, looks at him and says, bend the knee so you can live another day. I think Indra knows because I'm just trying to play devil's advocate because I was so annoyed that they didn't just kill Indra because she would have never bent the knee. But I think now that I'm on the other side of it, I think Indra knows that she has a greater calling and people to protect and gonna- all of Sanctum to protect. Versus bend the knee and get we'll killed. See where it ends. Don't we'll bend the see knee. Where and get it ends. Your pride. I think she's gonna die to save Gaia. I hope Indra's the one who kills Shade Hada. That's my Ooh, fantasy pick. I could see her I like ending as the commander. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be about that. And she would Call be the most righteous commander. 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 The commander. Flame keeper. No. We should have uh, done Sanctum uh, first. This is much lighter and funner. People are going to listen to the Bardo part and be like, they hate we each other. We had to, though. <laughs> true. We, we did get into Bellamy. <laughs> we were digging yeah, we into a contentious topic. Whatever. Yeah. What you going to do? We're obviously passionate, so yeah. it gets out of way. We're best friends. Yeah. Speaking of passionate, out. we get a little more Nelson. So uh, Indra is basically ordered. Well, okay. Yes. So Indra and Triku are ordered to basically clean up all of the dead children of Gabriel bodies. And there's... Uh, no short amount of those. So she actually walks up to Nelson and closes his eyes and hits him with the "Your fight is over," which I like that she puts some respect on Nelson. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then she looks over and notices that young—it's young Jasper, right? Yeah, Luca. Mini Jasper is still alive. She whispers to him, basically, "Stay dead." Walks over to him, stay drags, down. <laughs> yeah, stay down. <laughs> and walks over to him and drags his body out of the room. Totally did not. I thought it was a girl like i did not so know did that I. was mini he's jasper got a pretty face season. yeah yeah I, I really i only really noticed it on that maddie's boyfriend watch. in real life yeah honestly love. Sachin like confirmed that for us yeah, yeah, don't yeah. You think? he was talking a little shit too he was like you better <laughs> stay in his place yeah, he's the big right? brother of the of the exactly. cast he's yeah. like mini that. jasper's walking up you gotta make and then, sure um, <laughs> the only the last little important part of this scene is that um russ knight and nikki are all having a little bit of a of a discussion in the background while interest dealing with the bodies and I kind of remember, like when I was watching that scene originally, like he said, he calls over Nikki, and we get nothing past we it, don't which, get it anything. which we do find out eventually. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. them sending her to follow Indra. Indra. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next scene we get is Murphy, our boy Jerry. Yeah. And it is Jerry and the anti Jerry who is Trey. Yeah. Dumbass Trey. Dude. It is the light versus the darkness. I don't think that I smiled wider. At any point in this episode, that when Jer pokes his little head out from behind the door, <laughs> and I was like, "Let's go!" Oh, call Jer you Jerry. Is, All right, Jer. Yeah. Yeah. Jer Bear is alive and well. I Thank love God. him. We love you, Jer. So yeah. yeah, essentially, these two are kind of leaders of the people that are in the bunker. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so Murphy bunker. got them um, medical supplies. Medical supplies, and they're who? starving from Jackson hey. from our, from Doctor Eric Jackson, who we interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> um and they're like where's the food he's like all right listen he's trying to get us bread relax so but i like jared looks at him and is like we were right i was right to believe in you even because he believed in him thinking he was daniel prime and then it's still carried over because murphy everyone's proud of him this episode yeah. everyone says it yeah Tra- Amori, Trey, Trey tries to kneel like a card carrying member at weenie hut jr <laughs> and murphy's like bro he's gonna kill you either way like you exactly. can't do that I hate, I Trey. hate Trey, and it's good that he's still alive because I'm hoping he's gonna have a bad death next episode. 
which I think he will. We got a little bit of a sneak peek. The trailer did not look promising for Trey, which is awesome for us. So then they have this little talk. Uh, Murphy makes his way up to Amori, and Amori is like, you are fucking sexy. <laughs> like, yeehaw, You're not baby, worried about go. yourself, and I find that incredibly sexy, right? Amori says. Me and too. For the second time this season, right before they're about to bang, we get a knock on the door. Someone's interrupting Yeah, we don't and, get much, like, actual making out with oh, these we two. Oh, didn't we get them in the palace together hooking up? And, like, but the they're never beginning. actually kissing. It's more That's just, like, I'm them, them and Raven finishing. Raven walks in. Yeah, I'm just saying I want more on screen. Yeah. Give me some on screen. Well, we you have got more shirt off Murphy. Than it you is have gotten truly something to live for yeah. in these dark, dark pandemic times. Oh my God, I'll look I, at shirtless Murphy every dang day. <laughs> I don't think we said it real quick. Just a flashback before we move on is that the reason that Murphy was telling Trey and Jared that was he, he specifically says like, we're just stalling because he's in the same mindset that Clark and Gaia and everybody are in the woods. So he's like, we're just star- stalling until they get back. Anyway, flash yeah. to the sex, sexy time getting yeah. broken up by the knock. Well, there's a very nice Murphy quote here when they're, he's about to put that work in. The bed is like a little creaky and breaks a little bit. And Maury's like, ah, oh, like it's different from the one or it's no castle. And then he says, even a cave garage with you all of them are castles. I literally have, and with that, I will never settle for anything less. <laughs> and with that line, oh, we just I love die. to watch their love. Yeah. Oh, love so, it, man. The person knocking at the door and interrupting them is Indra with her wheelbarrow, which has mini Jasper in it. That's so yeah. funny that I, I just realized that I wrote Indra comes in with young Jasper in a wheelchair, <laughs> <laughs> not a wheelbarrow. Yeah, that was Same earlier. Difference. Earlier, I wrote uh, I wrote syringe <laughs> instead of sky ring. <laughs> Are I you was okay? On one. Yeah, I was on one. Uh, All right, sorry. So <laughs> interesting, bringing in Mini Jasper in a wheelbarrow, <laughs> uh, bringing them into the workshop. Yeah. Um. So he's going into the bunker with Maddie and the rest of the. What would you even refer to that group as? The, faithful, the, right? the refugees? Yes, refugees is good. Okay, she cool. goes, you got any weapons? He says, does a nuclear reactor count? <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. all-time weapon. Yeah, obviously. Murphy's just always fucking on, man. No yeah. matter what's happening. Must be exhausting okay. to be that Okay, good. so we have Jerry proud of Murphy. We have Amori proud of Murphy. And as she's leaving, we have Indra's proud of Murphy. That was a rare just stop and saying, hey, Murphy, I'm proud of you. I yeah. said while we were watching yeah, the episode, get in line. I said I would kill to have Indra t- tell me she was proud of me. And right? then I followed that up with she would probably be proud that I killed. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. That's awesome. I didn't so every, say that. Everyone's proud of Murphy. Um, I mean, Murphy was just killing it with the one-liners in this episode, man. Truly. Because they're like, Indra comes in and it's like, so oh, like, do, do you have anywhere to like, whatever, like put him and house him? And he's like, ah, we might know a place. <laughs> like they're sitting on top of all the people they're, they're so currently good. hiding. Yeah. So Amori takes baby Jasper back to the nuclear reactor room. And I like this little bit that Amori tells Maddie. She says, yesterday he lost his biological parents and today his people were killed. And I like that because it's just a good reminder of timeline because we go back and forth. It's like, okay, literally yesterday was that children of Gabriel, like killing everybody. Like it was three episodes ago or two of it doesn't seem like yesterday to me. Yeah. So I like when they drop the writers drop those little yeah. hints being like, okay, that's like was a yesterday. month and a half for us. Like real people. Yes, exactly. And let me complain for like a hot second sure. about for a completely different reason. 
Um, so when Amori does tell Maddie, she's like, Maddie says, I think, like, what should my job be or whatever? And what can, she, how can I help it? Yeah, how can I help? And she says, just be Minnie Jasper's friend. Does he have a name? Luca. Luca, just be Luca's friend, whatever. I think we kind of brought this up probably four or five episodes ago. So now I think it's warranted to bring it back up again. Like, besides the final end point of where Maddie's going to end up with, like, it, to me, it just does not feel like she has any relevance. They kind of just give her lines to give her lines. Like, it's, 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 it's exactly the Jordan and Hope thing where they say, we don't have any friends. We don't have any friends. We don't have anyone that we are connected to besides Hope. Dioza, Hope had Dioza and Octavia. So anytime they're in a scene together, it's like, little one, you yeah. felt the heartstrings. Jordan doesn't have anybody that makes me feel heartstrings besides now Hope. Maddie only has that with Clark and Clark's MIA. Yeah, okay, I'll give it to you that. You this know? Could, we could look back when the series is done where she ends up as this was like kind of important to where it's leading for her. But on the journey, man, I think Maddie's yeah. storyline has mean, really sucked out loud. She used to be... Clark's child, who was a commander, had the flame nightblood. She used to be very special. They removed the flame from her, so she's no longer a commander. She have that connection Clark anymore, isn't yeah. here anymore physically. Like what? What makes her quote yeah. unquote special in the context of this show? And it's unfortunately not that much. She's just a kid. Who yeah, Jackson. Doesn't... Jackson's more important, and he's not even in the, like these scenes. You know, yeah. like Jackson's. Well, when they brought in Maddie, when Maddie was a big new character in season five. I remember thinking, wow, this is going to change Clark completely. She is now a mother figure. This is going to completely change her. And of course it did. Seasons five entire arc for Clark was making crazy decisions. The against only her low for point Maddie. I think of Clark's entire I agree. series. I agree. But you can't blame her because of course she knows she watched Lexa, the love for like die because of the flame. Yeah. It's tough. Like Maddie had to take the flame, but having season seven as this, we no longer have that mother-daughter dynamic because they're just on different planets. Like, it's tough. It's like, tough to see yet. the importance of Maddie without So they're Clark. just, like, I think you said it during the rewatch, Kathleen. I think you, like you said, it's building up to basically where when this is all over, Maddie could be the potential future leader. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, hindsight, this might, all of Maddie's journey might make sense, but throughout the journey, man, I'm not enjoying Maddie scenes at all. Yeah, this is this is the first episode, though, where we've seen her take on that kind of leadership role amongst the younger kids, though. Yes. She kind of like <laughs> we get to that scene later. So Nikki knocks on the door, says knocks and says, hey, Indra told me that you can, you know, hide save Murphy me, ain't hide no fool. He grabs a crowbar immediately. Yeah. Um, he brought a crowbar to a gunfight. Did he see fight. her face on a screen before he did that? Or he no, just heard? he just knew it sounded okay, fishy. Yeah. Nobody nah, would they, knock on the door and yell into the night. Indra told me you could rescue yeah. me. No, then, uh, oh, they only see Ross. They only see Ross, yeah. Uh, maybe Amori sees Nikki, but... Uh, Amori does see Nikki, that, yeah, yeah, Amori, which explains why she's there. To, uh, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but, but even more so when Murphy... So, Nikki comes in, get puts a gun to him, threatens to shoot him in the leg. And so uh, Murphy goes to type in the code, but mid-code looks up into the camera and takes a beat and is staring, knowing that Amori's probably watching. Yeah. And that's even the bigger tell that Amori has to get ready to bang, bang her on the yeah, head. Yeah, great, great Amori scene. <laughs> that had to that be was intentional. <laughs> I was like, stop it. Right <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Nikki walks in. She's like, she's super hyped to see all these refugees, refugees and then she sees Maddie, says jackpot, thinking she's in there, and then that's when Amori bops. Yeah, Nikki bang, bang, goes night, night. Yeah. Go, 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 go. No? Okay. 
<laughs> we could take. <laughs> was that a Curtis you laugh? I'll take it. Either no, that way. was real, and I'm pissed. I did it so close to the mic. So the next scene we get is Nikki, bang, 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 tied up in the bunker. She's just like kind of roped up against the pipes that Hatch and Murphy were working on earlier in the season. So great we, location for this speech too. Yeah, the right. Perfect location. It's a good location just for the refugee bunker, honestly. Um, but anyway, he starts playing the Hatch card to Nikki, saying, "Do you think that Hatch would have kneeled? Yeah, he probably would have, but he wouldn't have done the work." Yeah, he wouldn't have actually gone about coming in here trying to kill a little kid. I mean, he didn't yeah. say that in so many words. Yeah. And then he starts pointing out the patch they actually did together. And I love he's like Raven in one of her more questionable oh choices. That was literally one yeah. of my favorite lines yeah. Murphy has gotta almost ever given. I got it. I got it. I got it. Go so he's I was mine. I was just so happy with the line. He says, yep. and Raven in one of her more questionable moments that I nevertheless respect. Yes. And I was like, hell yes, Murphy, because it just fits with how every single survivor cockroach thing decision Murphy has made in the past. He, he understands he it. it. He a hundred percent understands it. Fucking great moment. Murphy. How is Murphy? Not everybody's favorite. Fucking I think character. he is. He, he might be Richard Harmon he, is the best. He is so charming yes yeah he's Everything skyrocketing up the ranks he does is what? charming. he hasn't already been well, on the just top saying, like if he's not number one. one then he's got to be close to be up the there writers now. are just putting 99 percent of their work into his one-liners and then one percent is everybody else's dialogue dude well they just know so that richard good. will be able to just yeah deliver it with finesse yeah boy it's does absolute he finesse. Dude, okay so he gives that perfectly i don't know if it was scripted or planned with a or whatever but he gives that whole speech to nikki ending with like you know when this leaving. is all over we'll drink to him in the tavern exactly and then we get a more just clapping in the back she's wet again for like the fifth time this yeah because she's like let's go finish what we started bitch yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like there's no way they're banging right now you got so many like injured fucking scarred people don't just go god i, mean, I, I could have business to attend to yeah more they even treat to themselves i love it so but, i think but I, here's ahead. my thing i was shook that she was just agreeing because he was like murphy laid it down he's like if you don't shut up i'm putting you in the room and you're gonna basically melt and then hatch a sacrifice will be for nothing so is that what you want because she he says hatch Raven didn't think Hatch would keep going knowing he was going to die, but he did. And you know why? Because yeah. he told me he's doing it for you. Do you want to just take that sacrifice and throw it out the fucking window? It's an epic speech. Mm -hmm. Like, really good. Was Nikki believing him? Like, no. was Nikki... No, she was just like, mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was the mouth. point of them at the end of the scene showing when she's like she, doing she, something with her wrist. Yeah, and Brian brought it up, and yeah. I, he was like, "Oh, I hope that doesn't she doesn't break out of that because that would have been shitty, shitty writing." That was well, bizarre yeah. that they showed her trying to struggle. Out. But I, I think that the, that's a... the reason. The reason they showed her struggling is saying like she doesn't care. She yeah, she's not buying it. in. She's like, I'm still trying to get right. out of here. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, wow, is she? Buying this? I mean, great speech, but Nikki Bang Bang, I don't think yeah. anyone can She seems irredeemable now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's seen Hatch's patch. Wink, wink. Which, yeah. And that wasn't even enough to convince her. That speech was super well done by Murphy, mm -hmm. and she's still trying to break out. And I kind of yeah. think it makes sense. I didn't think she was going to get redeemed or anything. I no, think she was going to go out fine. like this. So. We get another bunker scene, but in the middle of the bunker scenes, there's a palace scene. Yes. So in the palace, Indra's cleaning up the blood. Mm. And Russ immediately tells Intra, get up. You shouldn't be cleaning the blood. And she says, you told Tree Crew to clean the blood. I am, I am Tree Crew. I was just like, okay, Intra, we get it. You're the best character. Whatever. It's cool. <laughs> um, True. 
night made Ross Hada a bone throne and it was awesome. It's so, so dope. Cool. They definitely made that out of that room in the palace that yeah. just has Faithful. the skeletons, right? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. all the prime, no, all the all the old primes that all they the had. All the old primes that yeah. just leave their skeletons. Mm-hmm. Do you oh, remember yeah, that room? Yeah. Yep. They definitely made the throne out of that. If they needed more bones, I mean, the faithful were all dead as well. Yeah, (laughs) they had a surplus of bones. Bones were not. It was an epic. It was an epically uncomfortable looking throne. Oh my god, he had super badass. You know that he's like, when is this ending? When is this ending? (laughs) I really like the armrests. How they were just arms. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really super nice. Very literal, right on the nose. Yeah, that was good though. I liked it. Yeah, and let's talk about this scene because I was mind blown by this scene when the next thing you see is the grounders. I mean, grounders. Yeah, grounders. Walking in with basically like a a tree in, like kind of going through the slits of the stone of the the anomaly anomaly stone stone. and them carrying it because. Okay, so my first thought was, I thought this thing was like a thousand fucking pounds. I mean, it shows it breaking the thing they put it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I thought it was either something crazy. I don't know, something there. That's so that was my survival blood. ingenuity right Grounders there. Grounders be strong. But yeah, it also makes know. sense in context of the other planets and what we've seen with the stones. Because I just assumed, and maybe obviously wrong now, is that... Like, do you know how, like, the Bardo stone room is set up around the stone? I thought, like, the, the stone would have been there first, and they built the stone room no, around it. No, because Bill himself brought that the stone on Earth from, what's it called? Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu, yeah. Machu Picchu. Is that what it? Machu Picchu. Did they say? <laughs> Machu Picchu. <laughs> I'm, dr- I'm drinking, sorry. Uh, the did they, oh, yeah, they yeah. said he found the stone yes. there? I thought he the found the carvings there. Or something. No, he, he found the stone there. Oh, I missed that. And he that. brought it I all totally, the way to okay. totally DC. I thought they found the like bolus. a sunroom and they found they found the stone and like engravings that yes. showed them one of the codes. I forget something what that like code that, was yeah. good for, but they found... But they found the stone in the same place as that yeah. engraving. See, okay, I cool. thought it was they found the engravings there and no. then they built the bunker around the stone, which was dumb and it makes sense now. Yeah. It also makes even more sense when you're thinking about Nakara with the stone being inside the yeah. big at, yeah. in the, inside also, the big monster. Yeah. Exactly. Also, I was like, how did it even end up there? But now it makes way more sense. The The compound in Bardo is underground, too. Yeah, true. true. Yeah. So it makes so, sense that they So what this proved was that the stone is movable. Yes. And that was and I like that it. built some like holes. And yeah. you're right, it is 100%. a bajillion pounds. And it yeah. sets up the end of the episode being epic as fuck. Also crazy to so think how, yeah, how did the stone get on top of the mountain in Etheria, but that's not something we're ever gonna know. But. Could have just been there. Sure. Well, you're right. Bill it does exist as a thing. Someone it it Bill climbed the mountain with yes, it. Yes, like it it does <laughs> exist. So any of the stones could be where it originally was, yeah, but some, yeah, they yeah. are movable. Yeah. Also, speaking of Etheria, I just thought that Bellamy 100% was a simulation. He's going to find out it was a simulation and be completely against the disciples. I just wanted to vent that. That's how it's going to happen. Right. Welcome, Welcome, brother. I was going to cool. say that, too. Yeah. That once... <laughs> notice me, senpai. <laughs> oh, I've noticed you. <laughs> I fucking noticed you. Um, I, I think exactly the same thing, that the minute Bellamy realizes it's a simulation, which is what will change him. It can't possibly be it's we not so a simulation and he changes back. Again. No, yeah. I, I agree with you. It can't. It's not going to be... Yeah. It's got to be a, a simulation if we're changing him back. So. You're preaching so. to the choir, baby girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, okay. we're not the ones you got to convince. Brian just, is not in our no, choir. That just oh, dude, changed, I just got it. That just clicked with sing me. Sing something, how that then. Was. I just sang. Yeah. <laughs> he just noticed <laughs> me, senpai. He's, he's on our team. <laughs> he just noticed me, senpai. All right, hold on. What more do you want me to do? 
We're done with that. Right? We don't. We do not need to go knees. down the Bellamy <laughs> rabbit hole again. We're freaking done. We don't. So the last thing we get in the stone room scene is the is night. Indra overhearing night tell Shade Hata. I had luckily I had someone follow Nikki. Yeah, that was. Dun, dun, dun. Knight is a good right man, hand man for Still Shade. A bitch, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and now bitch. we're going to transition to <laughs> this is what we were going to get. Okay. Kyle, I think you were getting into this. You can take us through the or someone was talking about yeah, Maddie. Yeah, this, this was me. Yeah. Uh, this is the real Maddie. Maddie and it followed afterwards yeah. um, when we first get Maddie and uh, Mini Jasper yeah. arriving in the nuclear reactor. But so we get uh, we get the kids table, basically. So Maddie, Mini Jasper, uh, Mini Monty's there as well, I believe. And then uh, a fourth child. And Maddie is offering Minnie Jasper some food, some bread. He won't take it. So then Minnie Monty. Because he's scarred to death. Yeah, Minnie Monty's trying to. Frazzled, right? Yeah, now. he's trying to grub. I guess and we should she... call him by his real name, Luca. Luca. He has a name. Okay, Luca. Yeah. I, like I know, me too. So fine. Luca refuses to eat. And Maddie says, fine, if you don't eat, we won't eat. So she's joining him in the hunger strike. And then she basically drops her whole life story, the beginning of her life, rather, how she hadn't eaten in weeks after Prime Fire. And that how everyone in her family had died. Everyone she knew died and she was alone for 58 yeah. days. Which I love. I love that little piece of information because we don't know. All we knew is she was a little like feral child running around catching Clark in a bear trap. Like, no! I can't wait to get to that part. In, it's like, great. It's a great the episode. intro to Maddie mm-hmm. my, in my mm-hmm. rewatch because, Jesus, the, I don't even remember. The one question I have about this is that we've been kind of complaining very vocally about Maddie's storyline like we've already done on this episode. And she's like, basically her whole deal is that she's kind of emotionally scarred because of being the commander and all of the duties and the shade hate stuff. But don't you think that the post prime fire era of her life was worse than that? I think it's just been downhill. Well, yeah. I mean, it's all combined <laughs> together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, I, um, so yeah, like that would have fucked me up more. Oh yeah. I mean, it's all, but, uh, but she but got, I think we're forgetting again. She got six years with Clark with a mother figure to like love her mm-hmm. back to health. That's a good point. And she says that she said, Clark's Clark helped me through it, uh, which I like. And then the, scene, and she's going to be mini Jasper's Clark and helped him through it. Yeah, baby. Anyway. So then we move forward and I like the scene for Maddie. I like, this is what prompted me to say what Luke said earlier that, she is kind of like mentoring these kids and know she's been through some shit. So she knows what to say and she's acting like a leader. And then we cut to Murphy with this cute little line to Amori being like, I wish I knew you as a kid. I was like, oh, you're kidding. And then she's like, let's bang. Yeah, that's when she says, let's bang. <laughs> I then, skipped to it. And yeah. then, yeah, right. They're right as they're about again. to bang, they see on the, the video camera, yes, this is Shade Hayda and all of, yeah, what do we even call them? Because they're not one crew. Sing- they're the Sing- crew. Singeta crew. But they're really more I would say they're the grounders. Yeah, the grounders. His faction is the grounders now. It includes Tree Crew. It includes Yeah, Intra is a subordinate. Yeah, we're back to saying grounders and refugees. So that's who's on Sanctuary That makes sense. The grounders and Shade Hayda show up at the door and let me say, this is my, besides that Raven line yet earlier, which is my favorite line of Murphy's, this is my favorite back and forth of Murphy when he just absolutely slate. Okay, so first he tells him, Maury, like, you know, I'm going to go do this. You lock this door. Make sure that you don't love this. You He's don't a hero. ever open this door up. And she's like, well, what if he like decides to, you know, like be super aggressive? And he's like, at least you're going to be on the right side of the yeah. wall. She says, he, you're going to be on the wrong side of the door. And he goes, well, you'll be on the right side. Yeah. Like, he oh! also, she's like, what are you going to tell him? He's like, I, we got in a fight. You went on a walk. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what do you mean? That's the point I was going to say. He says, I'll sell it well. Don't yes. worry. She's like, what if you don't? He's like, come on. 
I'm yeah. Murphy. And dude, I, that's the part that I was just excellent. like, wow, this is awesome. You're not a Maury. God yeah. damn, Richard. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. unbuttons He's the, like shirt, the shirt, ready to so like fake, you know, like hook up as soon as she walks through the door and he just sells the shit out of that I mean, scene. You would think he's acting. He's Murphy, he's yeah. not, not Richard Horman, but John Murphy yeah, is a goddamn a actor. good actor. Yeah. And also, I, I thought you were going to say this when you were about to, when you were lining up that line, but <laughs> they fucking see Russ Hayda and the squad and the grounders at the, the door through the camera. And Murphy looks at Amorian's like, do you think they had engine trouble? <laughs> Yeah, that's a little cornball. If anybody that. else said it, we'd be like corny, yeah, stupid. Yeah. But when Murphy, Murphy said, said it, like, it was nice. it's always good when Murphy says it. Yeah. Yeah. So Amori hits him with the hey Cyclops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that. Well, Inger, right when they start walking through, says he knows. He's like, I figured. <laughs> like, yeah. What else is now? Which is um, like crazy yeah. that Indra has the trust to be able to even yeah. do that without people being like, yo, uh, yo, shade. Yeah, she'd hate us. Yeah, shade. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, she's kind of not on her side. Yeah. You know? So, she's divulging all the secrets. Yeah. yeah. So he busts in. Uh, Murphy's trying to play it off like, oh, I don't have anybody. And then Amori says, hey, Cyclops. And she pitches the like, listen, if anything happens to John, I blow the reactor. If you come in here, I blow the reactor. And John hits him with the, everyone in there basically has nothing to live for. Like, this is their final go. They have nothing to live for. So and says, the way he delivers it is so good when he said when when I think it's night that lose. says night yeah. says <laughs> they're bluffing. <laughs> they're bluffing. He goes, are they? Yeah. And he kind of like starts talking like, about everyone it. knows they're dead. They have nothing to lose. Yeah. I believe so in chess. Truth, we call yeah. that a, a stalemate. stalemate. Yep. Love it. Love the chess references. Yeah. We're a bunch of chess ass dorks here. Well, at least me and Luke are. When Russ Hader counter punches with theme. his own yeah. chess reference <laughs> and basically takes Murphy hostage. And says with a very emphatic emphasis, King takes knight. It's crazy the way he says An it. emphatic emphasis? Oh, true. I had emphatic there and I was like, I don't think you look <laughs> that- right. It's just the same word. <laughs> yeah, that emphasis. Is that what emphatic <laughs> means? Well, I was trying to be emphatic about his emphatic yeah. King takes knight. Uh, is that, did anyone else but me? I at like my last note of this scene was Thank God Murphy lived because I was a little bit worried that bit. they were going to kill him this this scene. I was not bit. worried. Not, I mean, I, I, if it wasn't, if it happened, I would have died. Yeah, exactly. Because I was not expecting it. So at all. you did. You thought there was a little bit of a little chance one. this could have been. I didn't think so, but yeah. Russ Russ Hayda is a King bad mf'er. He could have. He just could been kill like, anybody. A hundred percent agree, which yeah. makes him such a good character. But Amori did give Enough him the ultimatum. Like yes, yes, yes. Does not want to die. My personal final note was Murphy is a knight now with a bunch of exclamation points. Is he going to become a king with a bunch of question marks? And then I said, what chess piece was he in the early seasons? A pawn, probably. When he's getting hanged at the noose, he was a pawn. Yeah, true. No, when he got hung by the noose, he was still not. I mean, he was a bad person, but he did nothing wrong. Let just me just so you pitch know. this Rewatch, to you. I'm just saying wrong. he was a pawn. Let yeah, me yeah, ask I'm you a question, my friend. Yeah, 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 right, right. Go ahead. If somebody took a gun and shot Shade Hayda in the head, in in any scene, like just pump, like yeah, go ahead. Whatever. What do you think? What does everybody do? Like, what do what do the grounders do if Indra Conclave. finds a gun and shoots Knight him? Knight might take the reign for the short term. No, and Indra challenges him to a conflict. I think whoops his all ass of those grounders are. Over. Pawns, for lack of a better word, they will follow whoever says, I'm the leader now, bitch. Yeah, like, uh, Indra yeah. literally yeah. did that. Indra beat the shit out of Knight and was like, I'm the captain yeah. now. 
I think that it's like it, just it, kill Shane and he's scared. Yeah, I think they would have to kill Sangetta crew like Knight and them because I don't think Knight would go back to the way things were before Shane Hayden. But I think everyone else would just be like, okay. I mean, it now. True. literally, Titus killed Lexa, and then everyone's like, okay, who's the new one? Little kid, Aiden, he's going to be our True. new What uh... about a game changer if goddamn Antara didn't show up? I know, exactly. All Aiden right. was going to, the 13 clans. So Are we ready to jump back to Bardo, which is going to lead us to the yep. final scene? We're done with the with the Sanctum, right? Yeah. yeah. So in Bardo, we go to the stone room, and all of Clark and company are in handcuffs. They're restrained in single file line. Epic, Epic characters. Yeah. I know, you know, room. they're like, hey. Yeah. Before, like, I love that. They don't, yes. they never get to be all in one room. Is that the first time Clark and Hope are in the same room? I mean, they no, uh, Hope intro like two episodes ago when Hope walks in. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you're right, yeah. you're right, but yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, and literally when she kills Anders, yeah. the agreement once again was Clark agreed to take them to the flame, which she knows where she buried it in exchange for the safety of her friends. So, one by one, they are given helmets by the disciples so their memory is going to specifically by the conductor specifically yeah. they are given helmets and one by one they are released from their restraints because and who says a comment like why Echo. do we have to be restrained oh no clark is like why are you restrained and then yeah. they start they start unrestraining them to go mm-hmm. echoes the one who says sending all your fighters in first huh like because oh, and i, I was, paid I, was, I paid more attention to that the second rewatch because i knew that was coming exactly and they, they had Hope go. F- I think yeah. Hope was one of the first people. Octavia's was one of the first people. Echo herself was one of the first people. And then Jordan Nyla and Miller. Miller was the yeah. first. M- Miller yeah. was another fighter that mm-hmm. she considered. Yeah. So not was Nyla considered a fighter? Shouldn't be. Yeah. And then the end was obviously like Gabriel Raven, which were not, and Clark were yeah. not considered fighters, which is yeah. just cool, kind of the breakdown of that statement because it was obviously well, Gabriel about- Raven and Clark don't go with that crew anyway right and echo yeah. thought it was because they, they were, were keeping the, the smart people but yeah. weak fighters to go last i was more trying to highlight like someone brings that up like why are we restrained going one at a time and bill says well you have killed dozens of my people so like you can't be too careful and it's yeah. like eh, well, yeah he's got a point i actually really like this line i don't have it written down so i might botch it but he's like i, I don't trust you clark but i trust the love you have for your friends mm-hmm. which is the theme of the entire that was show. the exact quote yeah i was job. just gonna say <laughs> yeah, yeah you Fucking nailed that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, She's only saw the episode three times. I did <laughs> True. watch it. Three Speaking times. of quotes, I don't have the exact Miller line, but it's the only line he had this entire episode, and that's kind of sad. What did it, was the content? I don't remember. He's like, he, before Echo says something, he says something because he's first in line. <clears throat> he has a just an offhand. Does he? I don't even like, remember. Yeah. It might be like six words, maybe. I think it's upsetting. I love Miller. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It kind of stinks. So we get Raven saying immediately they didn't go to Sanctum. Where do you think they sent them? Yeah. I love that. I was like, oh, where? Earth. Earth? <laughs> yeah, but what is there? Is Earth let's, confirmed safe by anybody? It's so, a new show. Okay. It's called it's The Six. Years. Let's, let's talk about real no, quickly. Nobody? Yeah, because like what we, you probably, I don't think you listened to the last episode we recorded, but the whole thing was that we thought Gaia was sent to Earth yeah. because what someone brought it up that Jimmy did. If the Earth in the in the title sequence, if you see Earth now looks different than when it did when it was offline. Really? Don't know if it was like okay. if it's by design or not. Also, Gaia means Earth. Like Gaia means Earth. So yeah. some people think that whoever was in the suit plus Gaia could be the Adam and Eve version of restarting the Earth society. I only listened to half of the last episode. Did yeah. we speculate about who was in the suit? Because no, because we, we, we thought it was Bellamy. Yeah. It's obviously not. 
It, that's that's just it's some gonna jag. be like an unnamed. Yeah, we ran out of named characters. We couldn't think of anybody. Trey, just kidding. Oh my god. Okay, I'm be... okay, I'm that's like when Kai was like, "Bellamy's the shepherd." <laughs> like, no, what? I was mean, that he's, you? He's then? acting very shepherd-like right now. Yeah, it was you. It was definitely me. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so okay, so we can cross off the table. Like it's not a possibility. I mean, maybe it is, but penance is probably not where they were set. It, because if it's no, penance, that, they're all going to be different ages. That's what I was they went bring one up. by one. Yes. I'm so upset. We need to go back not to our early episodes well, no, no, where no, no, we no. had a diagram of which way the anomaly <clears throat> stones were, which like you know when yeah. we had everything drawn out, which uh, one for a slower time Bill, dilation. Bill, I don't think he's a liar, and he did assure Clark and Raven that they were safe wherever they were, and Nikara. I don't think sending them to penance. The car is so boring. To age like 20 years would be anyone's definition of safe. And that would be messed it, up. It, it I think they're going be, somewhere where they are it can't safe. Be alpha. It can't be alpha either because we see at well, the yeah, end of the episode it's not. Alpha Sanctum. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It it's can't not, be there. Yeah, yeah. So it's that's not, the whole point. It's, it's not alpha. Not yeah, duh. So it's not Wouldn't penance. Wouldn't be beta. Isn't Bardo, obviously. Could be Earth, Nakara, Ethereum. Yes, those are the three options. Dude, if it's Ethereum or Nakara... Listen, it's not Earth. Nakara would Earth suck. Earth might be kind of cool. Why wouldn't Earth he? Do, would why wouldn't dope. he do Ethereum so though? To, Earth, make, to force them to do the pilgrimage. It could be. Ooh, could be. It's one. on the table. To go. I mean, into they the don't really have to. They could just suck them up via their code. But I guess they don't have their code. And nothing in the trailer gives away anything with these characters. Nope. So we don't we know. Might, we probably won't see these characters next episode. No. Earth, yeah, they're going to hold those cards close. Honestly, right, it's finish it, then we can talk about Okay, so our two factions are Echo, Nyla, Jordan, Miller, Hope, and Octavia. They got sent to God knows where, but damn, Octavia does not feel like she fits in that group. Yeah, she's right? squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to kill it though. Clark, Raven, Bill, Gabriel, Bellamy, and the conductor are the leftovers who get sent somewhere else. Where do they go, Luke? They end up in the throne room right next to the, what do we call it? The skull? What's he called? The, the, bone, the throne, bone throne. Dude. Hell yes. <laughs> that, that just wrote itself. Hell yes, man. And their faces when this is happening because Shade Hayda has no idea. He's never seen the anomaly. I mean. That's not true. He's seen the, well, he's yeah. never seen it work. No, he's never life, seen the green gigantic. He's yeah. going to make that connection, I think, immediately. Yeah, 100%. I, I don't just, think he's going to be that I mean, shocked. The grounders are going to be like, duh, what the? Yeah, they will. They're but like I mean, he, he opens when he says, I've seen this before. It's open in Maddie's book to the it's, page of the anomaly. Yeah. And it's also more than like, it's hard to, it's, it's, I think it should be a thing that like what Maddie and Shade had to see in their head from past commanders, like while they're drawing it he, in his head, he probably saw the green vortex. Also, yeah. also, where did we land on the Shade Hater have? Russell Prime's memories. I thought we landed on yes. He probably no. The does. answer is no, no. I believe anything he learned is from being in Maddie's head or in Russ's head for that tiny baby amount. Which he gained time. a little bit of a knowledge to the point where he knew what like primes were okay, and well, all that. I, I was just going to say because it was established that Russell Prime spent the majority of his life trying to understand the anomaly. So no, I, I don't no, think he, he like, okay, took that's, all that's of fine. his memories. I, I was just trying to what I meant that. by that is that everyone in that room hasn't seen the anomaly. It, with their own eyes, whether they have it from a memory of a past human in, no one in a has, chip. Yeah. I just mean that no, everyone's going to be like, what in God's name is that? And Murphy Clark, doesn't care Clark shows Clark. up, takes off the helmet, and Murphy's Dude, smile Yeah, is, the second rewatch, yeah. I noticed it. Murphy turns and gives a little fucking, like, you well, know, smirk. Well, earlier I in mean, the episode, he says to Amori, 
waiting for our yes. friends to come save us is not a plan. And yeah. I love that Murphy or Clark just pops in and he's like, yes. That's because Murphy knows he shouldn't be the hero of the story. Yeah. He wants to be the cockroach. And he's just like, all we can do is wait for Clark to come and, and save the day. And now just, he knows Clark's here. Let's just talk about this because the weight of this is hard to grasp in like the, the, the momentum of the episode. But when Clark pulls up, to Sanctum in the middle of the throne room and takes off her helmet and says, what the hell happened here? And Murphy says, gee, where to begin? The weight of that is only really going to be realized by people who binge the show. Because so much goddamn time has passed for everybody that wasn't on Alpha. And like how when Clark was last there, I think who was Maddie still the commander when Clark was yeah. last on Sanctum? Fake. She was yeah. a fake commander. The fake but, yeah. commander. But like she thought, like, you know, I'm coming back. And even from her perspective, if she knew I'm coming back four days later, nothing should have changed. Yeah. Compared to her much. coming back with the bone thrown, one-eyed Russ Hayda. Yeah, in because the... she has no idea that's even Holy Shade Hayda. Shit, she has dude. no idea that that's Shade Hayda. Sanctum's got turned upside down in the past like three days. Three or four days, yeah. max. Like, Jesus. It's so epic. And like I don't know. This season, I feel like when it's done, as long as it ends right, is going to be so good. I just yep. like that earlier, a few episodes ago, Octavia says to Clark, I knew you'd show up eventually. And and same with uh, Murphy. He's like some, that smile and saying, waiting for our friends to show up and say, Clark the is the main character. She's and they the key, all know baby. <laughs> she is the key. Clark's the best. I, I have something I need to say. Someone think I got to get something off of my chest. For it. A la Jimmy. So. I had to just come out and swallow this L. So I've been saying uh, multiple times, I guess, throughout the season of like, how the hell are these two storylines going to merge together? Like, what are they going to do while the flame has been buried in the dirt on Alpha the entire time? Which is just like painfully obvious that that's how they were going to merge the storylines. I don't know if it's painfully obvious because I thought that there's no bringing it back. So I don't blame oh, okay. I, I, it. It happened and they were like, oh, it's in the dirt. Let's go get Hold it. And on, I was maybe, like, damn. I did not think that was so where simple. We <laughs> maybe I'm tooting my own horn for nothing, but I got to go back and rewatch, re listen to our episode one and two of the podcast because I feel like I brought up the point like, is the flame actually out of it? And you guys were just like, yeah, it's done. It's well, totally it buried. Well, and I don't know. From because... the context of when you were asking if it's actually broken, it 100% is. Well, we all knew it was broken. That's why it was getting buried i know for a fact the only thing i said is are clark and guy gonna kiss <laughs> oh, yeah. well you were asking the important questions yeah, exactly. that is so yeah, yeah, true yeah. you thought that they still could like, i still well, if guy was actually Kaya. in the season then it might have they could have been the par- we thought for a second they could have been the parents Kaya's a hot girl all right what yeah. would that shit be glark or kaya I'm partial Klya? to Kaya because it sounds kind of like my name Kaya, it would have to so. put be kaya because kaya sounds way too similar you gotta give the l all That's right fair enough. real quick though i think it's it's warranted to talk about the trailer because it's only 10 seconds and it actually gives us some information so so when clark shows up and takes her helmet off in the throne room you don't no one else takes their helmet off and that's cool because that they all have helmets because of the time dilation thank god they're consistent with that so there's four people wearing disciple uniforms and then two not being raven and clark and brian i I think already laid it out but it wasn't confirmed until you see the trailer of who some of those people are. So we know for a fact that Bill is there. I thought initially before I saw the trailer that Bill was not going to be one to go to Alpha himself, but he obviously is after we see the next trailer. I think we see... all. The, I just want to say all we see at the end of this episode is four people in white robes. Yep. 
one person in regular garb and then Clark takes her helmet off. So we made the the assumption that it was Clark Raven as the two people in regular clothes mm-hmm. and the four people that were robed were the conductor, Bellamy, Bill, and, and Gabriel, Gabriel yeah. which we got Clark and Bill confirmed. The other four and people, Raven. I mean, because Raven's them. the only yeah. other it's, person. It's those. It's sex. them. Yeah. yeah. Who the hell else would it be? They're gonna we would have they totally paid for yeah, yeah, yeah. Clark to be on set that day. That's why. Yeah. Well, we would have totally spent time talking about if Bill was there or not if they didn't if we didn't see the trailer. So oh, I would. I mean, I thought it was Bill one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, he looks. Like but at Bill the same he's time, he's standing there with his arms and at the same. That is a classic. Call me Bill pose. At right the same there. time, that's a very risky play for Bill. If he's Agreed. the shepherd to be out of cry, he's alive, lit, walking amongst the living, and he knows that Clark is a dangerous motherfucker. Yes. He literally says in the preview for him. Go ahead. Uh, he says, trailer. "I want to be on this." on this moon as for as little time as possible. Like he yeah. knows he's in danger. Yeah, like, which is a spoiler in itself because I assume the second the next episode picked up, how are they in the throne room and Shade Hay doesn't say put all of them like in cuffs right now. And obviously Bill seems comfortable when he delivers that line you just said, Kathleen. So something's gonna happen where I've- he actually has leverage and control. I speculate that Shade Hayda is going to be gravitated towards Bill's knowledge of the anomaly. Shade hit because he has these visions of the spiral patterns all in his head. If Bill can shed some light on that situation and tell him this is a very, yeah. very, very powerful thing, he'll probably recruit him to fight in the last so war. So you that's see clear. Shade Hayda becoming a subordinate of Bill. Fuck I, no. Shade Hayda ain't nobody's subordinate. <laughs> I'm saying an ally. I'm saying that's sure. what Bill's going to try to do. And I think Shade Hayda is smart enough to realize that if he kills Bill, then he is going to have all of Bardo up his ass. And yeah. Bardo would defeat Sam. He would only right know that. If he gets a conversation in with him, because he doesn't know what Bardo is, right? Which like, I think he will. Yeah, yeah. Bill's the most socially yeah, yeah, manipulative yeah, yeah. person of the series in such a good, positive villain way. I think one yeah. way to answer both of those questions of why, like, Bill would take the risk and how they get out so easily would just be the classic, like, they have seven invisible people with them. Could be, but I don't know if I don't, they're going to want themselves saying, like that. I wouldn't like it because I'm not a yeah. fan of the invisible people constantly popping up and being a thing. But, I mean, that could easily explain it. Yeah. All right, I think we can... I think uh, it was, a, was a, a good episode. Yeah, that was fun to talk about, to be fun. honest. Got, yeah. We got there, hot, we laughed. There was a lot. I feel like this was one where they tied up a lot of loose ends. You know, they... they Started to connect a little overpaved bit. Overpaved some holes, and yeah, we have the convergence of Murphy, Bardo and great. Sanctum, finally, which I think we've wanted these characters to reconverge for a mm-hmm. while, for a long yeah. time. It's good. Okay, Banco Mary, this theme is supporting actor boys. The three are Jackson, Miller, and Jordan. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay, I can start. I am going to marry Jackson. Love that. Because we interviewed him. It was awesome. No, no. Jackson <laughs> is... First of all, he's got the most he's got the most useful knowledge skill base. Great person, great handsome. morals, handsome, the man. I would love to marry Jackson. I'm going to bang Miller because Miller's awesome. He's I feel like he's one of the most fun characters would be one of the most fun characters to actually hang out with on the set. And um yeah, he's 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 great. And Jordan, while wow, he's been had a turnaround since he's been Bardo Jordan, I'm still not ready to say I love the guy. So I'm going to kill Unfortunately, Monty and Harper's son. 
I'm going to go next because I have the same. I feel like all yeah, four of us are going to have the same, same answer. Jackson's going to get married. Yes, the skill set. Plus, he's just a nice guy. He watches over Maddie. So, you know, he's good with kids like he therapist, Dr. Jackson. Yeah, I'll, I'll marry him. Good guy. Uh, I will also bang Miller just because he's been steady killing it since mm-hmm. season one. Good moral compass. You know, he can fight. He he's a good dude has some great one-liners and he's had more layers added to him this season and last season i can bang him for sure <laughs> um and i'll kill jordan yes uh while i have probably been his biggest proponent thus far he's going up against two solidified characters since season one he can't make up that kind of ground jordan's getting the axe i was really trying to not put jordan in but i like to do a theme yeah i didn't want to just throw in someone random oh yeah so I'm saying exactly the same thing. No new information. I mean, it's actually pretty close between Jackson and Miller because I really I almost, like I them. Yeah, that's Jack- what I was going to um, It's more on the like bang side than I'm like Miller. But of course, when you <laughs> marry them, you get to bang them on the time all the time too. Yeah, I said a bang. Bang. Bangity bang. bang. I said a bang, 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 bang. A Nikki bang, bang. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was good. good. Mm-hmm. All right, Kyle, you got anything different? And, oh, but yeah, go I was ahead. just going to say, uh, I. In a different scenario, Jordan might have a leg to stand on, but you got to kill him. Sucks. Sorry, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I I would like to say that I would marry Miller and not marry Jackson, but I would marry Jackson, bang Miller, kill Jordan. Same reasons. Dang, I thought you you were going to bang Jordan for some reason because I know you've been hot on him these last couple episodes. Also, Kyle banged Cadigan in, in an earlier episode in the prequel app. He banged the pillow talk. Honestly, Jordan is probably a way better pillow talker than Miller. Miller's seen some nah. shit. Jordan no, knows Jordan, five people. I know, yeah. but he's got that weird wisdom. He's a Zen. He has zen no boy. social skills. I don't know. I really, uh, for the record, <laughs> in this episode. For the record, that, you had 20 seconds ago, you could have just banged him. No, no, I don't want to. I'm just saying. <laughs> All I wanted to say was, I mean, in real life, though, Shannon Cook is a snack. But I want to say, I just want to reiterate that I really loved that uh, Hope and Jordan ep- er, scene. I think that was fucking excellent. Yeah, Easily yeah, yeah. not my come. favorite Jordan scene of the entire series. Yeah, but more like uh, Shelby just threw, blew me away. Like, that is such yeah. great acting. The fact that it's her yeah. first job out of She's school. She's been great all season. Yeah, she really has. Yeah. That's going to conclude Bang, Kill, Mary. And as we all know, that's going to conclude the podcast episode. We're going to be continuing to cover the 100 all season long. We have a two-week hiatus following episode 12. But do not worry, because we'll be back before you know it with episode 13, entitled Blood Giant. If you're looking for more of the 100 content in the meantime, make sure to go back and listen to our episodes interviewing Chad Rook, Jason Diaz, and Sachin Sahil. Uh, who play Hatch, Levitt, and Jackson, respectively. They're great interviews. They were great guys. Give them a listen. As always, if you like what you heard, give Benchtown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our show on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Once again, we are Benchtown TV. And thanks for listening. Love you guys. Woo!